0: Being a new mom is hard. We get it.
1: It's easy to feel alone, but we know that's never how God intended it, so we want to welcome you to The Motherhood.
0: If you need professional parenting advice, clinically proven data, or study-based evidence, please let us know where to find it. Because here at The Motherhood, we focus on sharing experiences, offering encouragement and understanding, but most importantly, friendship.
1: We're here to do motherhood together. Welcome back to another episode of The Motherhood. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm Riley And I'm Bethany. And today we are going to actually not talk about what we told you we were going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) So we sat down, got ready to record the episode, The Unspoken on Marriage Changes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just realized we were taking it a million different directions Mm -hmm. and that it's going to need its own, almost like a mini series. Yeah. So we would rather break it down into more appropriate, I guess, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. few episodes rather than just giving you a three hour yeah. <laughs> Titanic long episode
0: on marriage. There's just so much we can cover. So yeah, we, the more we got to talking about it, we thought, you know, this could be its own little series with multiple parts. So I know we told you we were going to be talking about that this week, but we have changed our minds and decided to just jump right in with breastfeeding.
1: And you know, motherhood's all about flexibility. Yeah. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it is a lesson
0: to be learned in this. <laughs>
1: So before we jump right into the topic of breastfeeding mm-hmm. today, we do just want to kind of preface it by saying like, we understand that if you're listening, you may already be past that point, Yeah, um, like us. but there's so many different, um, areas of life you could be in. Like so many of our listeners, like you might have toddlers and know you're done having kids. You mm-hmm. might not be breastfeeding right now, but plan to have more. Mm-hmm. So many different, um, different experiences that yeah. you could bring to the table, but we still believe that Everyone has something to add. Yeah. So whether you need validation in your story from hearing us talk, we can Mm -hmm. give you that. If you haven't experienced it yet and you're interested in it, we can kind of prepare you for it. Um, Maybe you have experienced all of this and you have information that could help someone else. Yeah, yeah. So just because you're not in it right now, we still hope that this episode can be valuable for you in some way or you could share it with someone or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: So with all of that, um, our little... A little disclosure there. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it. A lot of people are probably like, "Why is that an unspoken? Like it's not yeah. super um taboo as far as like what it means to breastfeed yeah. and like what that looks like. But I think what's unspoken about it is I think there's a lot of feelings and challenges mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are not spoken yeah. and I think there's a lot of pressure with breastfeeding without giving too much of the episode away so let's dive right in and I'm really interested to hear your experience first Mm -hmm. um how do you feel like you do you love it do you just like it like (laughs) I know that you have you have a positive so like yes
0: yes well I'll just share a little bit um with Archer which if you have listened to our postpartum episode which was the first episode in this series I touched on some of our challenges with breastfeeding. Um, but for me, breastfeeding was always something I wanted to do. I look forward to doing. I almost kind of like coveted it. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I, you know, I was like, it's this or nothing else. I was like, I want to do this so bad. I looked forward to it. Um, so when I had Archer and we faced a lot of challenges at first, um, it was not at all what I expected. So Um, He was really, really tiny when he was born. Well, he's five pounds. Um, He was just kind of lethargic in a sense um, because I had to be on magnesium during labor, which caused him, they call him like magnesium babies. So like once they're born, they're just really sleepy. They're kind of hard to get awake and active. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, magnesium Hmm. babies. Um, So... We had a lot of challenges right out the bat with breastfeeding. Um, I remember we had to do like the spoon feeding with him because he just wasn't latching. Um, I could like get my nipple in his mouth, but he just wasn't like, yeah, he wasn't latching. He wasn't like sucking anything. Um, So I saw a lactation consultant like five times in the hospital before we even left, which for me, they were like angels super helpful super just encouraging and loving um and just always like acknowledged that it was a challenge for like both me and the baby
1: can I cut you off for one second I think it's important to note also a lot of moms that that happens to them and like it's just not working from the beginning and I think they feel like they're failing and so they essentially I don't want to say they give up it's not like you stop trying. It's yeah. more like you're afraid that your baby is starving or it's not working for you. So I do remember like being super proud of you for like being like, no, I'm making this happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. and oh gosh, I feel like we have so much to talk about. And I'm probably gonna lose so many of my thoughts. But but yes, I think in, in a lot of people talk about how it hurts mm-hmm. and um, it kind of does at first, but but it's not supposed to, you know, when things are working right or like once you kind of get used to it but like you know you kind of like feel that pain and you're like well this isn't fun like why would I want to like continue to do this anyways but I think for me personally it was like kind of naive not naive in a sense but for me it was like there's no other option I want to do this so bad that I'm going to do everything I can to make this work if at all possible (laughs) yes and so um We got sent home with kind of like a plan from the lactation consultant. And basically for me, what we had to do was when we got home, I had to like pump, put my breast milk in a little syringe. We literally had to like stick our finger in Archer's mouth because he would like suck on that. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I had to like inject my milk into his mouth with a syringe. So that's how I got him to eat but they would tell me, they were like, well, at least try to get him to latch first. If that doesn't work, then do the syringe. Mm -hmm. And then I would have to pump so that I could have milk for the next feeding. So for me, that entire process, I touched on this in our last episode, but I remember like it was like our first or second night home from the hospital. I remember thinking I had to like have him in a bright room to wake mm-hmm. him up for feeding right so i would let my husband sleep and i would go in our closet turn all the lights on sit on the floor by myself one hand with my finger in his mouth one hand with a syringe after i tried for 25 minutes to get him to latch and it didn't work um then i would feed him a syringe which probably took like 15 20 minutes then i'd have to pump for like 20 minutes anyways that whole process would take me like an hour and a half. Not to mention doing the diaper changes and all of that stuff. And
1: then, then getting eat him again yeah. thirty minutes later. <laughs> literally,
0: I literally that it took so long that I would only have maybe an hour to sleep right. until I had to get up and do the entire process all over again. And
1: it's so hard. I like that you mentioned that you tried to let your husband. He doesn't care if I call him Josh on this. List. No, okay, not. so you let Josh sleep, Joshie yes, boy. Um, because I know Josh. And he has a very good heart. And I know that he would have been there supporting you. Yeah. But it's almost like, what's the point? I don't mean to be rude. Yeah, yeah. But like, he he is not lactating. Yeah. So it's like, I, I totally get the, I don't want to call it pressure to let him mm-hmm. sleep. But it's yeah. like, newborn period is such a hard time for a mom specifically because there is nothing the man can do. And I don't mean to talk down about men or anything, yeah. but I mean feeding especially breast milk if it was formula totally different story yeah but I just thought that's such a, a hard thing because I know that he never wanted you to feel like it was yeah. all on you yeah but it's also like it it really is yeah
0: and part of that too was like he didn't really have any paternity leave so he had to get back to work like I think he only had like a few days off yeah he had his first. own struggle yeah. so it made it even harder so part of that was like yeah I wanted him to get rest and in that's in that period of time when we were doing like the syringe feeding there were like during the day he would help me like he would be the one to put the finger in the mouth and I would be doing the syringe you know and then he would change while I pumped and all this stuff um so definitely helped but in that specific example I was like I will let you rest like let me take care of the nighttime stuff because again it was like I had to do the pumping I had to try and latch
1: and if he's rested you can rest in the day hopefully well, I say you can rest in the day you're doing that around the clock but you know yeah yeah but still.
0: Okay, but yeah, and and Well, and all that to say that I think with breastfeeding, sometimes it does feel like, oh, there's nothing the husband can do to help. Like, you're yeah. the one getting up in the middle of the night because you, you're the one with the boobs. But, I mean, there are definitely things like if – if time and energy allows, like, they can do the diaper changes. They can at least do the burping or, you know.
1: And we can cycle back to that at the end and, like, talk about that. I keep interrupting you with all the different things in my head happening. But we have so many thoughts. So, um, anyways, we did that for a period of time. I made another lactation
0: appointment. um, And because I just still could not get him to latch. At that point, they told me, hey, I think we need to try bottles because – it was like his cheek muscles weren't Mm -hmm. developed enough so like he couldn't like suck um and I like that's something I would have never thought of or like no especially
1: if he is sucking your finger just not forcefully enough
0: yeah exactly I'm like he's doing great with the finger but like um but I remember for me I heard bottle the b word and I felt so defeated And I was like, I just never, I literally with Archer, I didn't even buy bottles. I didn't register for bottles because I was almost naive in thinking, oh, we're going to breastfeed. Like, why would I need bottles? You know, like, that's just not my plan. I literally didn't. I think I had two bottles. But they told me that I would probably need to try him on these to get his, like, cheek muscles stronger. Again, I just felt so defeated. I remember crying, calling my mom like, they said I had to give him a bottle. And I (laughs) I was just like so again I I call it naive but I was just so set on breastfeeding that again hearing bottle I thought I had failed I was like I have to give him a bottle anyways we worked through that he we did a bottle for about two weeks so we pumped and did bottles um and then we did that for a little while I can't really exactly remember but um I know eventually I had to go back to work and starting back at work, there felt like there was times where it was just easier for me to like pump and do bottles because this was what, three months later now. Um, but I just remember still not feeling like we had like breastfeeding down. He eventually would latch, but I just remember like, sometimes I felt like he was nursing for 40 minutes and Mm -hmm. then like, you know, it was just like, so all over the place, um, But the bottles did help. Again, I kind of like stuck to my guns and was like, we are going to make this work at all costs. I want to breastfeed so bad. But
1: I really like that because I feel like so many people hit the, um, that wall in the beginning. And I think you worry about your baby being satisfied and you Mm -hmm. worry about Mm -hmm. so many things that what happens is you, you think you failed. Yeah. And really, and I'm not, it's such a hard thing to address because- Mm -hmm. I do think there are situations where women just, whether it's hormone related or whatever, it is harder for some women to keep up. But I think your story is so inspirational because it shows that there are times where you can power through. And again, not to say that every time, every woman is going to be able to do it if you stick it out long enough. But I do think that all too often women think that they fail. And so they go to formula thinking they're starving their baby, what really... It, it's just it really is that hard
0: yeah no and I I completely agree like I any friends who have like asked me about our experience or anything I just always say it is tough work um like we've said it's definitely not this natural process right. where like you both know what you're doing there are times where you really have to work for it and um and for me again that was like I made like even after we got out of the hospital I saw a lactation consultant probably like Five ten times. I just kept going back and they were always just so encouraging and always so helpful. Um, and eventually, you know, we started breastfeeding. I still didn't, as I kind of mentioned, I still didn't feel like it was like great or perfect or whatever, but then I started having supply issues. Um, I was having like dips in my supply and I started getting my period back. I think it was like literally like six weeks. Like, I got it back super early, which I think was just a big hormone thing. But during that time, I was still pumping, so I would notice the dips in my supply. Then I went crazy, spent way too much money on supplements and teas, fenugreek, all the whatever it is. I probably spent, like, just as much as I would have, like, if we did formula on just trying to get supplements Mm -hmm. to, like, get my supply back up. And that was just a whole nother stress and stuff that was added to and our and stress story can affect your supply exactly exactly um all that to kind of say I remember it being like maybe like four or five months down the road and finally feeling like we are doing it right we are breastfeeding all the things and I hope that's like encouraging but also doesn't scare people that like it's, it's gonna take me right. four months <laughs> to get it but but it it was very much a slow gradual process but I just remember for us it did like it took a lot of work and again for me in my experience with Archer I I was like willing to put in that work again not to say that if people don't they're not willing to but like it was just for me something I wanted so so badly I never even considered like other options just because it was something I wanted to experience. So though it took us months and months, we finally got it down. I breastfed him for at least his first year. I think we stopped just like shortly after he turned one. Um, But while it's on my mind, I was just going to say like, I can remember while I was trying to get nursing down and everything, I remember like seeing a TikTok or a reel or something where it was like this mom and she was like, anything you can do I can do breastfeeding and it was like her like brushing her teeth while she's breastfeeding like cooking pasta while she's breastfeeding and I just remember as a mom like especially a first-time mom feeling like what the heck so yeah. defeated like I couldn't even like like sit down and like get in the right position like every right. time I nursed him I, I was sitting down with my boppy
1: and the holds feel so unnatural. Yes. Like the football hold yes and, the- and I'm
0: like this like even the concept of like standing up in nursing, I was like, what? But just that wanted to mention that because I think you see things in society and on the media and everything that like make you feel discouraged. But Mm -hmm. I always come back to that moment and tell myself like, one, she probably was not a first time mom. She probably had several other children Because here I am with my second now, and feel like I could maybe create a TikTok like that. But like, I you just see that, and you don't know the other factors and stuff. But I can just remember, like, even down to seeing what other people could do while they're breastfeeding. And it's
1: hard (laughs) because you know, there's not a doubt in my mom that that (laughs) not a doubt in my (laughs) mind that that mom had um, the purest intentions. Yeah, yeah, she's trying to be like hey men look and how cool ma- all power women are her, yeah but I think that's something that all too often we can do without realizing oh there's another side of this yeah. like some women can see that and get really down about it so yeah. again that's not to like bash that mom yeah. by any means but yeah it's definitely easy to see social media which is a highlight reel yeah. and you know you can easily get down on yourself
0: yeah. well I think it's just easy to see that and think again that Oh, it's must be such a natural process for everyone yep. else, but it wasn't for me. And I think that's why we're doing this series in this specific topic is that like not a lot of people post TikToks about how hard it is. Yep. And how many months it can take you to get it or, you know, I
1: feel all the like hard we're stuff. getting more vulnerable on social media, which yeah, I am yeah. here for. I'm I've noticed more of it. <laughs> yeah, like lately people are getting more vulnerable and really showing the real raw side of specifically mm-hmm. motherhood. So I'm here for that. Let's keep that up. Yeah. Um, but that was Archer's experience. Yeah. Was it different with Ayla?
0: Yes. And so it's <laughs> like, this, was like similar to the postpartum episode, but it was very different with Ayla. Um, we didn't have as much of a complicated birth. Um, so she was not a magnesium baby, kind of came out a little bit more awake and things like that. Um, we really had no issues with breastfeeding. I know there was like a little bit of a struggle getting her to latch right when we were in the hospital. I remember like just thinking, oh, this is uncomfortable. And I know it's not supposed to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I know that there is something off about this. I think I only saw a lactation consultant once, but a big part of that was just that now I knew what to do. Mm -hmm. And I think I almost felt like Ayla kind of got the hang of it a little bit better too. But I remember she latched right from the beginning and um, kind of the rest of it was just a breeze. But I credit a lot of that to, again, knowing what to look for, knowing what it looks like when a latch is off, knowing yeah. what it feels like, knowing how I'm even supposed to put my boob in this child's mouth. Right. Like all those things that you don't ever look up and research, you know, before you have your baby. Right. And
1: you don't realize like how important the latch is. Yeah, you just yeah. think, okay, you put like, they your just, boob in yeah. their mouth and they suck and they get milk. That's all it is, right?
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of that was, it was much easier. We didn't have any issues at all, praise the Lord. But I think that was just because I felt more confident in how to do it and what to do. So And
1: now, anything you can do, Bethany can I know, do breastfeeding. Now I probably
0: can <laughs> cook pasta while breastfeeding my child. But again, that's only because... Years of struggle and challenges and all the things. So I don't say that to make anybody else feel bad about themselves. Just to say I got there and I'm proud of myself and both of my kids for us working together and getting there. So that was my experience. Well. SIS experiences.
1: Thanks to the LV. (laughs) Anything you can do, I can do (laughs) pumping. Now let's
0: take a different spin on it.
1: Yeah, so you guys might want to grab a drink. This is going to be a moment. So I have get my comfy. Coffee. No, I'm going to try to do short and sweet, but if you know me, I can make a short story long. Well, so, mine already
0: was not short and sweet, so.
1: Hope you guys have time today. How listening. about it? <laughs> so, yeah, I am, um, well, was a first time mom. And so I had the, again, if you listen to the postpartum episode, I was a scheduled C section. Indy was breach, all the fun things. Mm. So, you know. I wanted, the what mom doesn't, want the moment where your baby comes out and they mm-hmm. put the baby on your chest mm-hmm. and you're skin to skin and they immediately, well, not immediately, very soon have the baby latch. You don't, you don't get that with a C-section. So mm-hmm. the good thing is with her being breached, I was prepared. I kind of equipped myself for not having that ahead of time. Yeah. So, you know, mentally, emotionally, I was prepared. But um, I remember being super excited in the recovery room. Because that's when you do your skin-to-skin if you're a C-section mom. So we get in the recovery room. They um, unbutton my gown or tie it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they lay her on my chest. And I'm holding her for the first time. And it's just so sweet and precious. And at this point, she's been out of me for probably like 20 to 30 Uh minutes while they were like stitching up and everything. So it's time to latch her. And she immediately takes to it. Yeah. And it, again, it hurts, which you're not really prepared for. Yeah. But, um... I didn't really realize that the nurse on, like, I guess, staff, like, yeah. caring for the yeah. women in the recovery section, um, she was like, oh, my gosh, she did that so well. <laughs> like, that was so fast. And, I mean, she wasn't pre well, she was 37 weeks and three days. So she was term, but early term. Yeah. And um, she was like, she's a tiny little thing. She just took right to that. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, she did. That's my girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it, it hurt, but I felt good about it. And then we um got to the recovery room, which is where I then well not the recovery room, like our room. Yeah. Um it's like a postnatal room, yeah, whatever. Anyways. Um and she would eat every so often. You know, at the beginning, it you literally feed them all the time. Mm-hmm. There is no schedule, there is no okay, every two hours try to latch her. You are just kinda yeah. oh you're whimpering here's my boob, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um but she latched. You can't see me. I'm doing air quotes. Fine. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. And um, I I remember, like, when she would latch, I would tense up and my toes would curl. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. a sharp pain. Yeah, yeah. But I asked the nurse and the um, lactation consultants that would pop in and out, like, hey, is this supposed to hurt? And they said, yes, it can hurt in the beginning. Yeah. Which is not a lie. They weren't lying mm-hmm. to me. That's true. But I... I was definitely experiencing more pain than the average yeah. woman or than yeah. it was supposed to feel, And I'll explain why later. It all makes sense. But um, I thought it was fun. Yeah. So I was like, okay, eventually it goes away. Cool. Yeah. And so every time she'd latch, my toes would curl. I'd nurse her. Yeah. Whatever. She was making plenty of wet and dirty diapers. Yeah. They were actually really impressed by how regulated she was. And um, it's funny because you mentioned standing up. With a C-section, they say walk as soon as you can. So, I was up and walking, and I would latch her while yeah. I was standing. And honestly, we were killing it. Like, I was like, this is mm-hmm. awesome. It, it is this beautiful, easy yeah. thing. Like, yeah. go us. Like, I knew it could be hard. Not for us. We mm-hmm. dodged that bullet. Yeah. Go us. So, again, we go home. They gave me all this, like, Lansano, like, nipple cream and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. good to go. You're like,
0: don't even need it.
1: It never stops hurting. Yeah. Um. It literally brings tears to my eyes when she latches mm-hmm. and I am I'm a very OCD perfectionist numbers kind of person and so I would worry is she getting enough if she not getting yeah. just to say if she's peeing that's enough okay that's not good enough for me yeah like yeah. I need more concrete measurements um they lose weight in the beginning so I went to the pediatrician and she wasn't super concerned again it, it hurts in the beginning, so I don't think anyone was intentionally not taking me seriously. It's not yeah. that at all. I love our pediatrician. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, she said, let me check her for a tongue tie, mm-hmm. and sure enough, she had one. Yeah. And so um, she actually said, we can go ahead and clip it in office. It's not going to be painful for her at all, so we did that. And um, then she worked with me. The pediatrician actually worked with me on her latch. And it's funny because you don't just put them up to your boob and they suck. You have to like pancake, yeah, squish yeah, your yeah. boob, force Shrub it
0: in there. <laughs> so
1: much of your boob in their tiny yeah, little mouth. Yeah. And um, we thought we were good to go, and so that was that. So there's actually this doctor in the Chattanooga area mm-hmm. that my sister really, really recommended, and so she was like, even though the doctor already took care of it, just take her to this to this doctor. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to hurt at this point because I've been, you know, it's been several days, and it's not, it's getting worse, not better. And so um, I do go see this doctor and she was so sweet. She was so affirming and just, I love her. And Mm -hmm. people come from all over the U.S. or uh, I think even other countries as crazy as that is to see this doctor. Like she's apparently a big deal when it comes to tongue ties.
0: So real quick, you said, so even after the pediatrician corrected it, you were still having issues, yes, so then yes. you went to go see this specialist. Yes, because okay. we left
1: the pediatrician's office knowing it wasn't going to magically be better, you know, yeah. It was gonna take, it's going to take you know a little process. bit of time, yeah and, yeah. yeah. and so I thought that was going to answer all of our questions, yeah, but it didn't. And then that's when my sister was like, Look, go to this doctor, okay? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And so we did, glad we did. So they look at like her tongue and her lip and she ended up having a tongue tie, but her lip tie was like not a concern. So the procedure only happened on her tongue, but you do have to like massage it to make sure that it heals separated instead of back in its tie, because that's, that's what I did not want. I was like, I'm not making you do this twice. So we did our exercises and everything, but honestly, when I left thinking all my problems were solved, they weren't. Like mm. I didn't realize it at the time, but eventually it was still toe curling and everything. Yeah. And like, I, when you have a baby, you just really like lose some modesty. Cause like I was having my mom look at my, yeah. latch, my <laughs> sister look at my <laughs> latch, like anyone who's ever nursed before. Yep. And, um, and I just remember thinking, I, I don't think it's supposed to still hurt. Like yeah. maybe I'm crazy, but you know, and she just, at this point she had habitually gotten used to a bad latch and everything. And all this is happening, like, literally days after her birth. Yeah. Like, I think we went to the um, specialist at, like, two weeks old. Yeah. Two, two to four weeks, somewhere in there. Um, what changed my life, though, is the minute I decided to pump. hmm And I think there is a lot of pressure from society to nurse. Like, when you go to the doctor's office, it was not – no one said – hey are you planning on breastfeeding they said do you want to see if she'll latch yeah like there's a lot of pressure from society to nurse Mm -hmm. and like when you go to the doctor's office for your checkups they say are you breastfeeding and or they'll say are you breast or formula feeding and i'm like well where does pumping fall in the line
0: there or whatever yeah because
1: i'll say we breastfeed because we do to breastfeed is to give breast milk milk yeah but i pump yeah and um I'm going to go ahead and spoiler alert. I end up exclusively pumping. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, she gets breast milk, but through a bottle. So yeah. I can tell you how much she takes. Anyways, um, I initially started with the free insurance pump. I got a m- motif. Is that how you say yeah, it? I think so. And it was one of the, uh, like I tell everybody, I feel like a cow. And so you literally <laughs> <Who doesn't? laughs> put the pump in your bra. It yeah. sticks out. You're not hands-free because that's liquid gold. You don't want to drop that. Yeah. And so I would pump because I was afraid that Indy wasn't getting enough. So I started supplementing with pumping. and um,
0: While wow, you were still trying to nurse, still, right? yeah, yeah, still getting
1: that latch, still healing and stuff. Because I didn't want her to lose her latch, even if it was a bad latch. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there was just, again, society and pressure, and I didn't want to do that. And so I would supplement with a bottle of breast milk because I wanted her to be able to take a bottle too and make sure she was getting full and all that. What I noticed was the pain never fully got better. Like, it would be a little bit better, but, like, it didn't progressively get better and better. It yeah. would get better and then kind of get worse again. And I think it's where her latch was just coming into play. Yeah. And I knew that if I wanted it bad enough, I could force the latch and mm-hmm. keep working at it. And just every time she did it wrong, readjust and instill the right latch. But to be honest, I just really liked pumping. Yeah. I liked being able to get an idea of how much she was getting Mm -hmm. I liked when you pump you don't have as much cluster feeding because they get good and full with that you know two three ounces of milk and then they're good for a little bit and there was no questioning of like you know I I hated cluster feeding I feel like I was when you're around people who are either not comfortable nursing or with nursing or maybe you aren't comfortable nursing around people Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that um I was tired of going in the back bedroom and spending time by myself because I didn't want my boob out in front of mm-hmm, everybody. And mm-hmm. again, that's a me thing, not them. It's my modesty. I don't think they w- would have cared, yeah. but like, um, and I would come out and I get to be a human for about 30 minutes and then she'd act hungry again and I had yeah. to go back yeah. and then I just like pumping. And I really decided to go exclusively pumping once I tried again, not sponsored, but I have mm-hmm. the LV. Yeah. You don't need the LV, but the hands free pump, basically, it just slides in your bra, pumps away you do life
0: can be a game changer yeah and I mean
1: like you don't want to do like a push-up you don't want to like look there are things you can do to make it leak you know like but as a general thing like I could stand up I could walk walk, I could um I could hold her that was huge Mm -hmm. because with the motif I literally felt like a cow like they have the big things that go on your boob it hangs out of your bra you're not hands-free but with the LV, it literally slid in my bra. Mm-hmm. I could go be social. I could do stuff around the house. I could hold Indy, which was huge in and of itself.
0: And it's quiet, right? Like, you can yeah, barely hear yeah. it. Yeah,
1: like, if you're in a quiet room, like, if it's a silent room, yeah. you'll hear it. But if the TV's on... Yeah, you wouldn't no, even it, know. Yeah. And, in fact, it... My friends jokingly call me Dolly when I have it on because you, <laughs> yes, you do we do. get some... You get some big boobs, because obviously. Um, but aside from my boobs being huge, you wouldn't even know I was pumping. Yeah, And so... Um, Yeah, I, once I experienced that, I decided to stop letting society make me feel like I needed to be nursing. Yeah. And once I did that, my, I think my mental health got so much better because Mm -hmm. I could, the beauty of a pump is that you have a more, and and honestly just an older baby, because even with nursing, you have a bigger window. Yeah. So I would know, okay, I have an hour, I can go do something and then just bring my you can charge those LV pumps and they'll last like well for me all day. And so I could I wasn't bound to my house. I wasn't even bound to a room. I just felt so free. And at this point Indy's taken a bottle. She honestly prefers a bottle. And I just I really think that it was both of us mm-hmm. doing what we needed to do. Yeah. And so um yeah, even though we both ended up ultimately using breast milk and mm-hmm. breastfed in some capacity. Yeah. Um Our stories are vastly different. And Indy, oh my gosh, Indy just turned one like a couple days ago. And so I am now finally weaning from breastfeeding, period. Yeah. And here's where I'm going to be a little bit, um, I don't know if it's vulnerable is the right word or whatever, but like, for lack of a better word, and this might be extreme, I hate it. Breastfeeding. Like the LV pump, yes, it changed my life. And it made it where I could give her breast milk that I so desperately wanted to do. Yeah. But it was still a lot of work. Because then you have to pump and wash the parts. And then put it in a bottle. And then give her the bottle. So it essentially takes double the time. You need access to a sink. We also went to Disney before her first birthday. So like... We're at an amusement park, it's, Mm -hmm. luckily, Disney has baby centers, take advantage of those, they're phenomenal, but, like, you have to, like, plan out when you can pump, when you can clean it, all the different things. Yeah. And so, it it adds an element of stress, too. For me, I produced so much milk, and I wanted her to have it, so I was like, we're gonna do this. Yeah. But, I'm honestly so relieved to be weaning from it, because we gave her cow's milk for the first time. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how freeing it was. Did she like it? Oh, she loves it. So good. luckily, I don't knock on wood. I don't think weaning is going to be a problem <laughs> for us. Um, she took to it really well. But the doctor told us to. I did not bother mixing half and half and like mm-hmm. doing all that because the doctor was like, try it. If she likes it, you're good to go. Don't to you don't have it. to mix half and half or, yeah. you know, all the different fractions. Um, but if she gives you a hard time with it or if it upsets her belly or something, Take it slow. Like, Mm -hmm. do, like, three-fourths breast milk, one-fourth cow's milk, whatever. Anyways, this kid eats so much stuff. I didn't think she would have a problem with it, but you still don't want... I didn't want to dry up before I knew she was okay with it. And so, I can't tell you. Like I just wanted to cry. I poured milk into a cup, gave it to her. I didn't have to pack my pumps. I didn't have to worry about cleaning anything. It was just so freeing. Yeah. So, I'm excited because... Ultimately, I wanted to do that for her. I don't feel like it was. I think there's a place sometimes where it affects your mental health. My mental health was not affected at all. It was my physical, like, here we go. Just kind of like like an
0: inconvenience in a (laughs) way. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And so for me, it. I was able to make that decision. Like, this is inconveniencing you. It's not really risking your sanity you know so I never felt like I needed to stop breastfeeding entirely yeah but I will say I'm very excited to be done with it
0: yeah well that's what I was going to kind of ask you if you don't mind me asking you please did you ever did you ever like consider formula and like just think of like not having to do any of it in a sense
1: yeah so my reason for not using formula is actually kind of silly um (laughs) At the time when I went to exclusive pumping, she was probably a month or two old. This is so silly, but I was like, I don't, I have smelled formula and okay, this is weird. I have, I have actually tasted my breast milk. I was curious. I like to, I try just about anything before I let her have it. I don't know why, but I do. And so, um, I was like, first of all, it's gross. Like it, it literally just tastes sweet. Like, it's so... Everybody says that, but, like, there's no flavor. It's yeah. just, it's like, the sweet, sweet sensation. yeah. So, how she drinks ounces and ounces... I, anyways. <laughs> and they love it. <laughs> yeah, so... But I have smelled formula. I work in a daycare. I've seen formula. And I was like, I don't know if she's gonna like it as much. Yeah. Which is, again, yeah, silly. But... But I was like, what if she... Part of me was even like, what if she doesn't take formula, you know? Mm. But, again, um, I think where I was at more than anything because I was not Mm anti-formula um I wasn't I'm a lot um I don't want to say like I'm not more open-minded than the average mom but I'm the kind of person where it's like yes here's my birth plan I plan a natural birth not natural like pain-free but natural like vaginal Mm -hmm. and so I was like you know I plan this but I'm, I know that the possibility of a C-section yeah. is there. And if I need one, I'm not going to be, like... Some mm-hmm. women are, like, bound to that birth plan. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. And so there was that. And then, of course, I did need the C-section. So mm-hmm. the same thing with breastfeeding. Like, I really want to make it work if I can. But I was never, like, we are doing Set this. on it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And then at the time, again, I had such a good supply. I was, like, there's no reason that I couldn't pump and give it yeah. to her. Yeah. So there was that.
0: Well, I think, like... There's kind of like, which I feel like you kind of touched on too, is like, there's kind of like positives and negatives to both and, you know, even like all three options, whether it's like nursing, pumping or formula, you know, there's Mm -hmm. like, if you're pumping, there's kind of like the inconvenience in a sense of the parts and the bottles. If you're nursing, yeah, it's like, can you just whip your boob out or yeah, you are the only one who can like do it in a sense, you know.
1: That's another thing. It was also so nice because I could pump in the bottle. Connor and had Connor access to help it. You. Yeah, and yeah. even if I had once I built up a stash, it was great because even if I had to leave and mm-hmm. take my pumps with me and pump milk and store it with me while I was out, we still had that freezer stash. Yeah. So I could still leave her. There was still plenty of milk. That was a huge benefit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So again, I mean, there's like there's like positives and negatives to all of it, and I I don't know. I feel like this one taboo or unspoken. Piece of this is again. I just don't think people talk about enough how hard breastfeeding can be. Yes. Just the challenges you face and even getting going. I do feel like there's also kind of this like tabooness in a sense of like, well breast milk is best. Yep. Obviously there are a lot of benefits to when like you are nursing and getting that skin to skin and all that stuff. And you just mentioned there's different ways to do that when you're pumping like it's not like that's the end all be all. Um and I it just made me think of which I think we had talked about before. I saw this TikTok where people are like the woman's talking about how you know a lot of people say oh well fed is best Mm -hmm. you know and she talks about how well you really only say that to a formula mom like you Mm. don't go up to a mom who's nursing and she's like oh I'm having struggles or something and you don't say well fed is best or even even pumping. pumping yeah yeah it's like you really only say that to like a formula mom and it's like I feel like now it's, like, that doesn't make her feel any better because you're just, like, oh, well, at least they're getting fed. It might right. not be as good as breast milk, but, you know. So, like, even just kind of, like, the tabooness ness around that. But it's, like, there are truly some situations where moms don't have the option. Right. Of, you know, there's like, there's, like, inverted nipples. There's, like, low milk supply. Just all these many, many different reasons. Where and...
1: There's also a reason. You cannot want yes, to. Yes, exactly.
0: That is a fine <laughs> I was, I was reason. kind of like getting to that. Yeah, it's like there's just many reasons why it might not even be a possibility. And one of those reasons could be that you just don't want to. And that's you know? okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't want to nurse. Yeah. Like it just so happened that pumping worked well for me. Yeah. But... I mean, I totally understand why people would not want to. And I actually have a friend. I don't think she'll mind me sharing the story, especially because I'm not saying her name. <laughs> but um, when she got pregnant with her second baby, she was really kind of worried because she had tried to nurse her first, switched to formula, and her mental health just mm-hmm. took off in mm-hmm. a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Like, it it changed her life. And so with the second baby, again, no one says, hey, are you going to be bottle feeding, formula feeding, nurse? Like, what, yeah. what's your plan? Yeah. They assume you're nursing. And so she was like, you know, I just, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Maybe it'll work for this baby. And um, she registered for a hands-free pump like mm-hmm. I had that you just slide into your bra. And she was asking me all these questions about it. And she was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try to get some formula just as backup in case, whatever. Well, after her questions and everything, like over time, I totally got the vibe that she was doing this. For society, not yeah, for herself. Yeah,
0: yeah, And
1: I was like, hey, like, don't feel like you have to. Like, and she's like, no, I know, I know. And I, I just, I just want to try it, whatever. Long story short, she ends up deciding before the baby was born, I want to do formula. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Because number one, that's a hard decision to make. Number two, especially when it means that she's a people pleaser like us. Yep, yep. So, especially when it means going against the grain, mm-hmm. like... I just think more people need to be able to and you know our friend that we mentioned in another episode yeah for her mental health she went back on some ADHD medicine yeah and she stopped nursing and I think whatever you need to do to be the best mom you can Mm -hmm. be is what you need to do
0: yeah yeah and that you know that baby is going to be nurtured and is going to grow and develop you know one way or another and all the same so it can, the decisions can kind of come down to, yeah, just like what works best for you and your family and your schedule and your mental health and your well-being and your stress and all that sort of stuff. So there's like so many factors that can like affect your decision. And again, I love that, you know, we share our experiences because we do have two kind of different experiences, you know, like one of us really wanted to breastfeed one, not so much, but like look at both of our well all three of our healthy kids
1: and I'm a former teacher I taught third grade for several years and I can tell you when they're that age I can't tell you, you what know. child was breastfed yeah. you can not you which one got formula I can't tell you any of that because it I don't say it doesn't matter like if it matters to you then it's important but what I mean is that the effect of it is not going to be detrimental yeah like you don't have to force yourself to do one or the other yeah to feel better to feel like you're being a good mom like Mm -hmm. honestly there's really crappy moms who breastfeed and there's really great moms who breastfeed and there's really crappy moms who use formula and there's really great moms who use formula like yeah and I probably shouldn't say that but hey it's an
0: unspoken so I'm speaking (laughs) unspoken. (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I think that and again I I love sharing our experiences because like you talked about things like tongue ties and lip ties and that whole process. And like with Archer, I didn't even know that that was a thing or like, you know, some new moms might not even know to look out for those things or that it can be something that can be adjusted or fixed or something like that. So I do think like part of me just wishes there was more like support, more support, more like education around it. Not so much like Like, again, there is nothing wrong with formula, but I do think that sometimes it is so quickly offered that some moms don't know that they have other options.
1: Well, and like lactation consultants, like I had one pop in and out like while I was at the hospital, but like you had like real one-on-one appointments. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like they're available. You just, you have to do some research because like they're not like, hey, here's a brochure. You just had a baby. Here's everything you're going to need. Yeah. A lot of that's on you, but there's so many resources and I like that you mentioned education because, and I say support, there's a lot of support in like a, you can do it. But I I mean like support, like a a consultant to be like, we can make this work or we can try this. It's not like a, you're definitely not going to be able to make it work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or I just like, I even had like a distant mom from who just had her baby not too long ago and you know she just mentioned oh like it it hurts so you know we just decided to do formula and i'm like i just hope that there again i am by no means saying that's a bad thing but i just say that to say i wish there was moms out there who knew like it's not supposed to the whole time like it can get better there are other options but again if formula works for you and like that's what you decide to like yes Power to you, mom and baby. But I I do just wish that there was some more education around the options and just all of the things. And I
1: also wish that we, and maybe there are people like this who are this way and I'm the oddball, I wish as a society we could um, more boldly express our decisions. Like, I don't think a mom should have to have an excuse to stop. Mm -hmm. She could also say, you know what, I just don't like this and I don't want to do it. And that's kind of what I did. I just didn't like proclaim it like that. Yeah. Like Yeah. I knew. Like I think a lot of moms don't know. They don't have the education and support. I had it. I knew that if I worked at it long enough, I could get her latched, and it could be a wonderful, beautiful nursing experience yeah. for who knows how long. Yeah.
0: Majority of the time, yeah. yeah. I
1: didn't want it.
0: Yeah. And I yeah.
1: it's taken me a lot of like um work, I guess, to be like able to say that yeah, yeah but I didn't and I don't I don't feel like Indy loved it like, yeah. I think Indy preferred the bottle I preferred the bottle so that's the direction yeah. we went and I can confidently say that now yeah. without fearing what people think yeah but I also like you said I do feel for the other side who thinks they're failing and mm-hmm. therefore mm-hmm. they stop when they yeah. really do want it yeah yeah so
0: yeah and I again I I love that you're <laughs> vulnerable enough and you
1: know Not to bash breastfeeding. I'm all about it. Like, I'm not trying to be like...
0: More moms need to hear a mom who says, I just didn't want to. And I was 100% happy bottle feeding. You know, like, there's just not enough of that out there either. And so I think... I think that's why... I think everything in motherhood just needs the mentality of... That mom is making a decision based off of what works best for her and her family. So... Let's just get rid of the judgment. Let's just put all of that aside. Like moms and families deal with enough. There doesn't need to be all this shame and guilt and judgmental things around all of this. So, and like you said earlier, I do think like, I think there's more and more resources out there for moms. Um, I know there's like all sorts of online breastfeeding courses and things like that. I think it's definitely getting less taboo in a sense, and I think yeah. more moms are feeling empowered to come out and just talk about how hard it is and talk about decisions that they've made, but... Um,
1: I wish we had a formula mom here yeah. to kind of share that because I feel like we have a good... We have a, a nursing mom, yeah. a pumping mom, and now we just need to complete the trifecta yeah. with a formula mom, but, you know, we're only two people. <laughs> I know.
0: Well, well, maybe we'll just have to do another breastfeeding episode down the road.
1: But going back to that, though, like everybody says... Like no matter what you do,
0: yeah,
1: your decision in parenting is not going to please everybody. Yeah, yes. whether it you breastfeed or your formula feed or pump, whether you co sleep or um, sleep train or mm. n- literally topics like that are so heated in mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. You're not going to please everyone, yeah. so like just do what works for you. Like yeah. I heard a quote one time, and I love it. It's like you can be the biggest, sweetest, juiciest peach. And there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. Yep. So.
0: And again, like we mentioned earlier, we hope that this episode has something for you. We know there might be moms listening who, like us, are coming to the end of their current breastfeeding journey or you're past that part. Um, But maybe you just need to hear somebody that had a similar experience like you did, or maybe it's a case where you can share it with a friend who's struggling.
1: Maybe I'm the oddball, but I like listening to stuff that isn't really something I'm currently in the process of doing. So
0: maybe you just like hearing our experiences, our tangents.
1: (laughs) And as always, you know, you guys can be part of the conversation over on Instagram, because again, specifically a formula mom, I would love to hear from you because Mm -hmm. that's the, um, that's the third of our trifecta that I feel like was not shared enough about because we don't personally have an experience with that so if you are a formula mom please hop over to instagram um and look for a post this week because we really want to hear from you guys also if you have tips to help new moms who are breastfeeding or anything Mm -hmm. that's a great place to share um, because,
0: again, we want this to be a community. So make sure to follow us at the motherhood underscore moms. And the other good piece of news is that our unspoken series is not quite yet over. We'll be continuing next week with some more nitty-gritty things, but we hope you have enjoyed the series so far, and we can't wait to continue to just be vulnerable with you.
1: But until then, we will see you guys in the next one.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.